Welcome to No Man's Land, brought to you by Tennis Zone Plus, Washington, D.C.'s premier tennis retailer. Welcome into another edition of No Man's Land Tennis Podcast. We're back. Last one of 2020, and then we're going to get ready for a new season, a long-awaited season, I think, 2021. I don't know about you, Freddie, but I kind of just want to write the last season off. Yeah, I mean, it feels like nothing, I don't know, it feels like so long ago that they were finally, we finally got tennis back, but then it felt so quickly that it went away and we had to wait till 2021 again. Yeah, I mean, what, we missed all of the clay court season, and then we had a a French Open almost, and then I know we missed Miami and uh, Miami and Indian Wells, so a lot of tournaments were missed, but hopefully this year with you know, COVID and um, the vaccines coming out and like more preparation from the tournaments, we can get the whole season in like as it's scheduled. Um, it would be... Well, haven't they already canceled uh, Indian Wells again? Yeah. I, so I don't, I think that's just not going to happen. Like, I think we're going to see a lot of cancellations. I don't think the vaccine and anything's really going to do... Like, it's going to help the world, but I don't think all of a sudden we're just going to be able to have fans going to all these tournaments and, like, like they've already had to push back the Australian Open a whole, almost a whole month. Right. And they've canceled a tournament that's going to be in the States in, like, at the end of March, and they've already canceled it. We don't, I don't, we don't know that. I thought you said they already canceled it. I mean, it's a Masters. Like, it's not going to just disappear. Like, they, Indian Wells might be gone, but, so, like, so that, there's definitely going to be a tournament that week. Where, where would you like to see it? Ooh. Ooh, I don't know. Um, I mean, we did a show earlier in the year, and I said that I think more tournaments in uh, South America need to happen, so why not take a Masters event to, to South America? You could do it. Yeah, well, what's, what surface would you do it on, though? Everything down there is clay. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, you could play it on clay. I just think it'd be a lot of players would be really hard-pressed to go down and play. I don't think they'd go play. You think they're more hard-pressed to go down there and play versus going to Australia and play? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of people not going to Australia. That's why you're seeing a lot of these wild cards given out to all the Aussies more so than usual because a lot of these other people aren't going to be accepting them and going down to play. And a lot of it depends on the government. So I think everything's really fluid right now, and we they have this plan in place, but who knows what's even going to happen. We'll see what happens with Indian Wells. Uh, that's a couple months off. We hope that it stays in California just because, you know, Indian Tennis Wells, I mean, Indian Wells Tennis Garden is, like, iconic, and there's a lot of tournament, you know, history there. So, um, ideally, I would love it to stay there. But if it doesn't, we'll see what happens. Um, as far as the, like, Australian Open that got pushed to February, Andy Murray just got a wild card. Feds is out, which I think we all kind of saw coming. Uh, I saw some video on Instagram where he's like practicing backhands at some Hyatt Regency in Dubai. So I'm just sitting here like he's in Dubai and he loves Dubai and there's a tournament in Dubai right after that. So you could read between the lines there. Um, Freddie, I know that you think that it's it's the father time is catching up. So uh Let's hear what yeah. you... I don't know if it's what I think. It's, I think I think it's what he said. He said this could be... He said something to the effect of when he got this award for being the best Switzerland sportsman in the last 75 years, that this could kind of be it. I'd be okay if this was my last award I received. 
And I know you maybe don't want to accept that, and I don't either, but you have to realize the guy's 39 years old, right? And he's, <laughs> I don't know, how many surgeries can you have as you get to that age? Like, Tom Brady is somebody that's going to play because he can sit in the pocket and he doesn't have to move or run or do anything. He can just toss balls around, throw, he throws ducks five yards and that's it. LeBron, like LeBron is someone that I think, I think aging in sports is kind of the, the, where I'm going with this, but I think LeBron is somebody who's going to break kind of this boundary. Like I think Federer was really close, but I think tennis is too, it's too physical for someone of that age. And especially after you have an injury, it's so it's going to be so hard for him to come back and play. You know, he'll be able to play. Tennis is a lifelong sport, but like he's going to be playing at a, a level of I don't know, fifty in the world. Maybe does he want to do that? This is just I think this is preposterous. I think that yes, he's getting older, but people were going to write this guy off in like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, and he still came in. Who, who the is going to who is going to write switching him off? rackets? Back starts to hurt. Like the world was writing Roger off. He didn't win a slam for the amount of many uh, the amount of years, like whatever. So yeah, they did have some like credit to what they were saying, but look. He's getting older. I don't necessarily think he's going to win another slam, but I think that bef- before he retires, he's not going to drop out of the top 30. Like, I, he was, he's going to retire probably inside. I think he'll retire when he's inside the top 10. It's not far off, but and I, when he comes back this year, I think he's going to win, like, Halle, and I think he's going to win, like, some tournaments. But uh, to your point of, like, tennis is lifelong sport and it's super physical um and like lebron's like breaking that threshold raj has been shortening points over the past like five crew five years like he made the semis people forget this people he made the semis of the french open a year and a half ago that's the phys- most physical tournament out there you could say i mean people can disagree with me that but to me, it is. And he, and he played in all three sets. It was a windy day, and you didn't really get to see, like, the whole, like, thing. But the guy's got a lot of great tennis left in him, and I just don't think that it's right to say he's done unless he says he's done. Yeah, I'm not saying he's done. I, I, I think that he – if I'm in his shoes, I don't want to play on the tour if I'm going to be 50. Do what, do what happened to Murray. And just have this sort of pity party, wild cards, farewell tour, sort of. And Murray's is a little different because he had the crazy injuries and he's trying to make this comeback story. Federer, he's he's aging out. He's phasing out. And I don't think I would want to be phased out. 10 in the world, 25 in the world, 60 in the world, 90 in the world. And then Basel comes around, I'm 98 in the world, and they give me the wild card, and I play one last home tournament. Woohoo! But I don't think that phase out will take that long. Like, I think he's going to make the decision, okay, I'm going to retire this time, and he'll still be competing at a good enough level of where he's still in that top 25 to where he's getting seeds at these tournaments and all. I mean... Yeah. Best of best of five at Sitsipas plays Sitsipas at Wimbledon. Who wins? Like that line's even for me. No, Fed easy. Sitsipas is predictable. <laughs> According to Kudla, especially on grass, man. True. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, anyway, I'm not. I'm not ready to hang it up on Raj yet. Um, but you're never gonna be able to hang it up on Raj. No, you're I don't still want... convinced Benoit Pair is gonna want to slam. He is. 
Gonna win the French. You have the most ludicrous takes of all time. <laughs> so you not giving up on Fed. Fed's gonna be 58. He wouldn't have played a tour tournament in 15 years, and you're gonna be. I think he's coming back for Wimbledon this year. They're gonna name the court after him. Look, the greatest, 30 years from the now. greatest thing they are gonna name the court after him at Wimbledon. They're gonna do it. The greatest thing that happened to Fed is the ATP rankings freeze, where he's he's just been chilling fifth for like seven, eight months. I don't know however long he's been out since the Australian last year. Still in the top ten. Love it. Anyway, let's move on. Um, previewing twenty twenty one. Who do you want to impress you? Like who needs to like wake up? And like, per, like, let's go. Hmm. Like, like it's like now or never. I don't know. I, the first guy that pops into my head is Tommy Paul. I think Tommy Paul had all this. He sort of had some expectations. He decided not to go to college, and then he sort of didn't do much. And then he's. I feel like as the expectations went away, three or four years later, because now he's twenty-two years old. He's not kid anymore i think he's someone that started to do a little better this past year and i think he can make a big jump this this year yeah tommy paul i don't know he's he's good he's he's a good player i just don't he's think good man what's the difference good. between him and demon or demon's done this before and he's been further and he's i mean i'm saying they're, game, they're, I'm saying game wise mentally demon's there and tommy's not I don't know. I don't know how you can say that, but Tommy dude, wasn't. All of this is Tommy like didn't even make luck. a lot of it's like luck of luck of draws and such. Like Demon was fortunate enough to get some wild cards and then took adva- took advantage of it. Where imagine, I mean, look what Tennis Sandgren did. What's the difference between Tennis Sandgren and Tommy Paul? Tennis Sandgren's proven, man. Yeah, because he made the one run, and then you have a ranking for all these years. I don't, I That's don't what know. I mean. Like you have to get lucky. Think about all the guys we know that are on the lower levels, like Joao. Like Joao went and and made he won what four futures and made the finals of three. He got to two fifty in the so world. So you're saying that Tommy Paul hasn't had that opportunity to break through yet. He hasn't. Ca- he hasn't capitalized on one of those lucky draws, in my opinion. Like what is, a, a what's lucky he sitting draw. at right now, like probably one twenty ish something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, dude, I mean, that's incre- that's incredible. He's if you're top one fifty in the world in your sport. No, that's it's, incredible. He's he's a good player. He's a good oh. player, but he's yeah. he, I don't see him making like fourth round of slams. Yeah, I don't. Do you know what his career high is? Probably like sixty something. Yeah, fifty four. Yeah, but where right is, when the season ended. But where is he now? Right when the season ended. So he's 54 right now. Yeah. Yeah, because he's he's a solid player. Yeah. What's the furthest he's ever gotten in a slam? If you can check that yeah. while you're checking that. I don't know. For me, my guy, I think, is Casper Ruud. Casper Ruud and Borna Korch. These guys have, like, sort of, plat- the rankings have plateaued. And they've sort of, I think, I mean, to compare it to Tommy Paul, they've, they've progressed more than Tommy Paul has, but they haven't jumped. They haven't jumped. Like, we spoke on the last podcast. I spoke with uh, Kevin Anderson's coach, and he talked about how Kevin was always moving and moving and moving, and then when he stopped coaching him, he was 25th in the world, and the next year he was 10th, and the next year he was 5th. So there was always, like, and he was said to him, he said, you don't lose to these guys anymore. And then you go up to 30, and these guys playing 50 to 40, you don't lose to these guys anymore. Yeah. I don't think guys like Tommy Paul and Borna Korich and Casper Ruud have that maybe coaching mentality. 
and they don't think they have that killer instinct. When you look at Kevin Anderson, Kevin Anderson looks like he's gonna kill somebody. He's an animal. He's just an, he's a nutcase, yeah. but he's a freak and he's so good. Um, I don't know. I, I, I do you know what Demonor, Korich, and Rude are all ranked? I imagine oh. they're in that order I just named: Demonor, Korich, Rude. They're all right there. Demon's probably they're all four ranking spots away. Yeah, Demon's probably in the. Uh, Demon's probably like twenty three. Yeah, am I right? Yeah, because you're looking at the screen. No, I did it. I swear. <laughs> we'll see it on the camera. It's not Demon's probably twenty three. Um, Casper Root's probably like twenty nine, and uh, Born of Corch is outside of the top thirty. No, Corch is twenty four. Root's twenty seven. That's shocking to me. Yeah, because I feel like and Tommy I, Paul's fifty four. And I think they're all in that same, like, well, how in, old in is my, Tommy Paul? Tommy Paul needs to get They're it. the same age. They're all the same age? Yeah. Demon's 22. Rude is 22. Let's look at Corich. Corich is 24. And Tommy Paul is, let's see. And Tommy Paul's turned 23 this year. So. He's young. Yeah. He's young. So, I, okay. That's I, why. I don't want to kill the guy now, but, like. He's in his career high right now. Yeah. And I think, seriously, it's like what I said earlier. It feels really like he's 26 to me. It feels like he's because, been Because he forever. came in when he was 18, didn't go to college, and got these high American expectations. Because we all want the next American guy. Yeah. So they put him on him. They put him on Tiafo. They put him on Opelka. Isner has been a great player, but not. he's not the guy that the Americans are looking he's for. He's not. Where this kid is like the true like homegrown American guy from down in, I think he's... Born in Jersey, maybe, but he's like was, loved Carolina growing up. He's he's one of those guys. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just remember watching Tommy Paul at, at City Open play uh, Luca Pui, and Luca just kind of like like it was just easy for Luca. And now I now he's yeah, like when he was twenty. Yeah, but I like I don't know. Maybe there, maybe he can get higher. Yeah. But it's 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 interesting to think this because I look at this and he's fifty four in the world. And I think Dennis Kula is a better player than him. Yeah, well, experience. Yeah. And I think we're also spoiled by the up-and-comers. Like, we are so spoiled that Tsitsipas really came onto the scene when he was, like, barely 20 years old. And Yannick Sinner's 18 or 19. Musetti isn't... He hasn't even done anything, but he was on during the pandemic. So it's, whoa, oh, my God. Yeah. So we're spoiled with these young guys. And so you see an American who was in the shoes a few years ago... And he's just breaking into it when these other guys are. And everyone says, ah, but he's not 19. He's 23. Yeah. It's like, no, dude. Kudla and says he's, he's hoping to shoot for top 30. And he's almost 30 years old. Yeah. All these guys are making that, like, the end of their careers are what's mattering the most. Right. We're, we're in this whole different ballgame now where we have the next gen. And so that's as Federer and these guys are phasing out. The next gen is what everyone's hoping to be. Dominic Team. He won his Grand Slam. I was like, dude, that's awesome. Like, one of these, like, younger guys. He's almost 28. I know. It's not, he's almost 28. It's wild. So he's not, he's, he's in that back end of his career. Like, could Tommy Paul? What, what's Tommy, if Tommy Paul stays on this trajectory, he's 28 in five and a half years. Yeah. What's going to be, where's Tommy Paul going to be in five yeah. and a half years? Tommy Paul could realistically have the same career as, like, Grigor Dimitrov. What happened to Grigor? Like, he's, he's the just, same he's thing. Just the, he's just, like, that solid top 20 guy now. Yeah? Yeah. yeah so. We'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see. So those are the guys to watch. Tommy Paul, Casper Ruud, Borna Korch. Yeah. They're all right there. 
I th- I think Tommy Paul is going to make it into the top thirty this this year, and I, I mean out of so I guess you got Demonor, Korich, and Rude were those guys we were talking about earlier who were all twenty three to twenty seven. Anybody make it in the top fifteen of those three guys? Uh, I don't see that happening. I don't because yeah. I think I think the guys that are there are only getting better. So I think I don't think Berrettini is going to drop out. I don't think like. Like Rube, like Rube Love's already top ten, so he's he's not going anywhere. Also, you have guys like Kevin Anderson, like we I just talked about, him, but he's like eighty one. He's eighty one because he's coming off an injury. That one of those spots is his. Like he's a top twenty player. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on who's in that. Who's in that? Like Kyrgios could just come out and like win something and be yeah. in, be in the top twenty. But in the in and the he's past, got, and he's way better talent than these guys. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I think in the past we would look at some of these guys like. I mean, Who's yeah, in, Zverev, Tsitsipas, Medvedev, those guys were outside of, like, 15 to 20. But we had the older guys who started retiring. Who's, or who's Verdasco re- left. Burdich retired. Ferreira left. So they naturally just left up. the top yeah. 15, so they went up. We don't have. I mean, it goes Novaks, Rafa, Team, Medvedev, Federer at five, Tsitsipas, Zverev, Rublev, Schwartzman, Berrettini. That's your top ten. Then you go. This is going to be like Hatchinov. Well, then you go Fonini. Then you go Monfils, Shapovalov. Yeah, there's no way these guys are getting in the top fifteen. Agu, Raonic, Goffin. There's no Busta, Fognini seventeen. Karina Busta. Walrinka's eighteen. No, there's no way. I know. There's no way. Hatchinov's twenty. Felix is twenty-one. That's insane. There's no way. I mean, and Demonor's right there at 23. The demons, Ga- Demon, Garin. Demon could get in. I think Garin's better than our Americans. He's good. He's good. Because the clay court swing is longer, yeah. and then you play the French, and like, just, but you, you, you can go you play, look play at these the ages. Time. You look at these ages, and I mean, Novak 33, Rafa 34, Dominic's almost 28, uh, Fetter's 39, Schwartzman's 28, Monfils is 34. Agu's 32, Raonic yeah. 30, Goffin 30, Karenabusta 30, Fognini 35, Warenka's 35. <laughs> Having a moment with the rankings. Dude, I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, like you're saying, let's look ahead and see what we got. But I don't think there's like a ton of looking ahead. It's these guys dominate the game. Yeah. Uh, the top three are in, the, in a league of their own. But then from, from Medvedev at four to 25 in the world – Anybody can beat anybody, which is awesome. That's to be honest, I'm excited for when Joe Covid is gone and Rafa's gone and Federer's gone. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Tennis is going to be so awesome. Time for from the grandstand. Today's question is: If you could run your own tournament, what would be the amenity, one for players and one for the fans, or more than one, that would separate your tournament? from anybody else's okay so for me the amenity for the players i think food is very important and if you're you know looking at 250s and 500s some of these places do not have like great food so for the players i would want them to feel like they're at home at the tournament they can get whatever they want Uh, i would just make i would get like and money was no object, and money was no object, we would get a, like, gourmet chef to just, like, get all his staff, and we could just cook up whatever these players wanted, right? 
that chef then needs to get to, you know, has, has to run all the concessions for, we just give him, like, autonomy. Just, like, let him take care of the players personally while make, like, all his, like, cooks and staff get to run the concessions for the fans so they get, like, pretty good quality stuff, too. Uh, the amenity for the fans, $50 stipend gambling. You get 50 bucks when you buy a ticket and you you get it just to bet on whatever match you want. Because ch- chance, because by the time we're running this tournament, we'll have sports books legal at all these places. Uh, and then if they lose, that gives them more incentive to just hop in and use their own money after they've already, you know, wasted the 50 because the house always wins. So I don't know. I think that would make it a little more interesting. I think it would get more people involved and I think it would get the environment wild. Yeah, that's sweet. I never thought about that. But I don't think it would be like, I don't want to do anything nuts. Like, yeah. like, like we see these like horror stories in like, we talked about it on one of the podcasts in like Portugal where people are like outside the gates yelling. We don't want that. We don't want like bet people betting on points. We want, I think what I would do is you'd be allowed to bet, but you're only allowed to bet on winners, like match winners. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would do just to make it like fun, but like not toxic because dude, you could be like, imagine if it's like deuce in a doubles match, no one's watching and somebody's got a $50 stipend and it like, they bet on like the underdog and it's like plus 500 and it's like 50 for whatever. I don't know what that equates to, but the guy's like double fall on this deuce point. That would be awful to be, be there. I would hate that, but you would bet, you bet on the winner only. I think, I think it would make it interesting. Yeah, that could be cool. I mean, when I think about this question, the first thing that popped into my mind was um, like when Rutgers football was talking about putting hot tubs in the stands for the students. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine here at like the city open if they put like hot tubs in some of the box areas, like people can chill in a hot tub or something while they're watching the match? Well, what do we, I mean, oh, it'd be interesting to see. I know that Delray is, oh no, they're not going to do it because it's not going to be fans. We need to check that. I don't know if Delray's going to have any fans or not. But Delray always had a... Florida, maybe. Yeah. Delray always had a car on court. Yeah. I mean, a lot of tournaments have that. If the car is the title sponsor. If the fan could sit in the car. Yeah, you watch, watch from, the, from the car. Yeah, yeah. So that was... I, I, thought, that, I thought that was cool. And then um, <laughs> there was one during... Uh, in Germany where there was like the sofas. Yeah, yeah. Those, that was, well, they were on, that like, was a, they were on a bed. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, that was funny. I don't know if that would like make me want to go to the tournament, but that was, yeah. that was funny. Yeah, um, uh, that idea is pretty cool. I think with the like being able to have some incentive in the match instead of just watching for it's nice to watch for the pleasure of tennis, but it's also yeah. fun if you're playing. Like if I if I were to be playing on the court, it'd be more fun for me if I knew people had like they were investing in the match, and so you're would looking it, around and people all of a sudden they're clapping. Would and, it though? I mean, I don't know. Oh, that'd be awesome. What, I don't know if it would be fun for the player. I think it would be fun for the fan that doesn't necessarily enjoy tennis. It, it and would, I would not let this, I would not do this at the Grand Slam. Yeah, no, but like it, Grand it, would, should be, not it would be so fun for the player because think about how many of these matches have 25 people there and six of them are only there because they're from El Salvador and the player that's playing is from El Salvador and the doubles draw, the only person playing from that country. And so six of the 30 people are are waving the flag and those are the only people in the stands yeah but if you could go over and like you said and do something like that then i as a player now you're gonna have all these people watching you instead of 
six people from I guess, your country. I guess another part of that is like the player doesn't know that you bet on him. Yeah. Like, he just thinks that everybody's there to see him. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they would know. If that's an amenity you're advertising, everyone would know that yeah. Cole's tournament is having this. Oh. Yeah. I mean, food. food's a big thing. I think, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I would choose for mine. I mean... I mean, it has to be... Faci- I mean, my next thing would have been facilities. Yeah, the facilities got to be really nice. I just, like, but there's so many... There's so many tournaments that have nice food and nice facilities. I'm you trying to, to think something of something. Wild? Yeah, I'm trying to think of something wild. Like we've talked about changing tennis and loud cheering and music being played, and I think that's all cool. But something there's, uh, I mean, Germany, another place in Germany. I think during COVID, did tennis matches in like an airport hangar. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, no, I thought people are doing stuff. Yeah, no, but things, still, that's things... like that's like a normal court inside like yeah a building. Yeah. The structure. Yeah. Like, no, it's not changing. You see the it's pictures not... of, like, the World Tour Finals in, like, 2040 with, like, the aquarium over top yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the internet's undefeated. Yeah, always. So I think, I think that my amenity, or I guess you could call it that, but it would be, you know how at a... NBA game or college basketball game or an NFL game, they have like the games you can do on the court, oh, like yeah. in between a media timeout and someone's got to hit three threes for five hundred dollars. Yeah. When I was younger, I did a world team tennis match and I got to go on the court, and but they gave me like a twenty inch racket, and they set up these big tin foil things that were supposed to be Chipotle burritos, and they put one in in each of the corners of the box. They gave me three serves, and they said, if you hit this one, this whole side of the stadium gets free Chipotle gift cards. <laughs> if you hit this one, the other side gets it. If you hit both, everybody gets it. And they gave me three serves with this 20-inch racket. I went out and tapped, and I hit both of them, so everybody got it. But it, it was electric. Like, everyone, all of a sudden, everyone was way more in on the match. That's sick. So could you imagine at a changeover or something, or at a set break, because a changeover is probably too quick, but at a set break, you could pull something off like that. Yeah. And and so everyone and normally a set break you're just kinda of sitting there talking, whatever. Imagine if someone comes out and Wayne Bryan's out there yeah. on the microphone and some guy has to I don't know, or you could even involve the players. Like yeah. bring, bring out a player and like someone gets three chances to return his nerve serve. Something like that. Can you imagine? <laughs> but, but not, it's not playing the match. It's not you or me, it's one of like our buddies that has never touched a tennis racket and he just had six beers and he's hanging out at the stadium and he's got to go out and return 140 into the body like oh, can God. you imagine so i, I awesome. think some some sort of fan entertainment cuz think about guys shooting a half court shot for $10,000 like what could they do to simulate something like that cuz that that ignites a crowd yeah, I've does. been at games where they do that during a media timeout at a basketball game and all the momentum is going one way and some dude in the home crowd bangs a half-court shot for ten grand, <laughs> and all of a sudden the stadium is electric and then the basketball team's electric and they go on and win the game. Yeah. Shout out, Merge. <laughs> ten grand for Merge, hit the half-court shot for the Hokies. Yeah. Merge is a big club tennis player down there at Tech, so there is a tennis relation there. But yes, he cashed that from yeah. half court. But Dude, that was the, yeah. No, that, we, I think that's what I would do if I if I ran a tournament. I would add more things like that because they have the fan engagement stuff like around the grounds where you can 
Go oh, hit, yeah. go hit like a serve. Hit a serve, or like in my case, hit a forty mile per hour serve because I framed it. It didn't register twice. God, the worst. But I stepped up there. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit a ninety today, and then I hit like forty. No, no I you were in the, it. you were in the sixties on one. Two of them didn't register. Yeah, I'd, bad. But we'll, you we'll, have, we'll post you're, a video. What you're saying? No, we won't. What we're saying is you had to go. Do that. Yeah, and you're, it's around the grounds where if everyone's already sitting in the stadium and then some lucky contestant gets to come on the court Dude, to imagine, imagine like they do the fan thing where you have to like return it or serve, and then you can put your fifty dollars stipend on if the fan can oh, return it. <laughs> the odds on that be like God. nothing. Yeah, no, th- th- then you get worried about stuff being rigged. True, exactly. Because they could throw someone out there who could return it. Yeah, yeah. God, that's you. Another- yeah, it's true. I, yeah, my, you I would just, go out there and block that back one hand. Exactly. I mean, people are starting to challenge no, me. I think we'd so. take you to the hospital. I think your wrist would get broken. <laughs> no, I think I could step in and take it on the rise. Yeah. On the rise up above my head. Yeah, in your dreams. Yeah. Anyway, I think those are pretty solid. Fan engagement, by chance, just bring somebody out onto the court and uh, stipend with uh, some food. That's what we would do for our tournaments. Nice. All right, I think that's it for this week, Fred. Take us out. Yeah, that's all we got. Thanks, guys. Drop us a like on uh, all of our social media platforms, and we will talk to you guys next week. Two tournaments starting next week. Let's go!